We've got another tournament on WGT coming up this weekend, guys. So if you're not a part of one of our country clubs, make sure to download the game. WGT World Golf Tour, the official gaming partner of DNVR. And then search for the DNVR 4 Country Club. WGT, I said it before, I'll say it again. The best phone game out there. Really, the only one I have ever played religiously. Of course, we do tournaments every weekend on WGT, so you need to download the game and search for the DNVR4 Country Club, and then when you finish your round, we'll do another one this weekend, screenshot your scorecard and reply to the pin tweet on the DNVR underscore sports account, or you can email it to us, info at thednvr.com. That will be your ticket into the drawing for random prizes that we give out after every tournament every single weekend so again download wgt search for the dmvr4 country club yes sir great vibes great vibes am i alone here yes i don't have eric today so i don't have my secondary hype man great vibes i agree great vibes all around great vibes all around (laughs) Welcome in, everybody, to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mades, and I'm joined by two of my three esteemed colleagues. My most esteemed colleagues, you might say. Uh, with the beanie, it's Brennan Vogt. Who's your favorite colleague? Actually, who's your least favorite colleague? Start from there and then work your way up. Not going to say who it is, but, uh, you know, <laughs> if you're watching. No, the man with the wind in his hair, the handsome one, it's Harrison Wind. I have a declaration to make. I'm all about offense, baby. I'm all about offense, baby. Oh, man, if only I had my drops more. I thought you had it. Oh, damn it. There it is. I was a little late. I was a little late. Um, Today's show, guys, we brought in a special guest. We're going to talk about Monte Morris and his contract extension with the Denver Nuggets. He's staying. I didn't think he was. He's staying. Uh, We got uh, a stonk report on on the Denver Nuggets. We're going to talk, is the offense up? Is the defense up? Rebounding? What things are up? What things are down? We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about Michael Porter Jr., who ESPN says is the 51st best player in the NBA, which I find really interesting, especially when you look at the names he's ahead of. Um, But to help us with all of that, we've brought on one of the stars of the Nuggets Europe Colorado, Europe. I always screw up how I'm supposed Nuggets to say Serbia. <laughs> Nuggets, Colorado, Serbia. Nuggets, Colorado, Serbia, Colorado. So uh, cool. It's Voya. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Voya, what's up? How you doing? So, honestly, I'm not trying to be – I'm not trolling or trying to be fun. I mispronounce a bunch of things. I, too, am a victim sometimes of faux words. Um, but what? how would how would you say it's, – it's Nuggets, Europe, Serbia? No, it's just Nuggets, Serbia now. We like oh, okay. Of, Along the way, we just kind of rebranded, I guess. You broke off. Uh, you left the, well, no, uh, I mean, the you, EU, and you are now yeah, just uh, yeah. We're still there, but but now it's just easier to easier to say. Mm-hmm. Brendan, extra hand, handsome today. We're getting the comment from Miroslav, which I you know what? Is, I'm uh, actually not secure enough to talk about my looks on a live stream. Oh yes, so you are. We well, well I think I think when D line is not on the show, it just bumps us all up a little bit. So that that might be the, the bump we're getting. Right Don't worry, that's now. average attractiveness higher yeah. for <laughs> sure. I'm so just you, kidding, D line. Um, so, okay, so the big news today, guys, Monte Morris, when we saw him tweet publicly, first of all, we knew this for a while, this was a contract year, we knew Monte Morris wanted a, a contract extension, he wanted to be in Denver, he's one of the rare examples, he loves it here, loves being part of this team, uh, has put in his work, a 51st pick, but then the season camp opened up, you know, free agency went, uh, camp opened up, he wasn't getting that extension, you started to wonder, I did at least, is it just not in Denver's paylands? They have Barton, they've got Gary, they've got Jamal. Do they want to get locked into a fourth guard um, for the next several years? And I was worried that the answer was no. The Nuggets surprised me uh, by signing him. First off, Voya, were you surprised when you saw that they signed him at this moment? Yeah, I mean, you, you said it with the with extensions and the camp starting. Like, I literally was. I saw Eric's tweet with the with the lock locked in. Yeah, and the Voja tweet. I that was the first time in a while that I audibly like yelled and it was like fist pumping because <laughs> you just uh, you know saw the left field because you know we've been talking all off season that oh they're gonna trade him. He's the only asset kind of that he's playing well. They got Campazzo, you know Campazzo. Yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, get it right, Voya. I don't know if you know yeah. how to pronounce this. Yeah, now I, I guess we don't. Like we've been lied to all our lives. It's compulsive. Uh, the concept of truth is just falling apart in 2020, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's nothing to clean. Shaky. What about you, Harrison? Were you surprised? Yeah, a little bit because they also brought Composo in uh, right. this offseason. And yeah. look, everything we've heard and everything we've said on this podcast was like, oh, the Nuggets think Monte Morris and Composo can play together. Um, but 
I mean, you always had to think in the back of your mind, maybe this was a contingency plan in case the Nuggets mm-hmm. did lose uh, Monte Morris and ultimately weren't able to agree to that extension. They've got Compazzo uh, for the next two years. They're backup point guard. So in that aspect, you know, maybe a little surprised, but this was definitely something that they've been working on. And look, we'll talk about it, but we know Monte Morris is the quintessential guy that the Nuggets want to have in their totally. organization. Totally. And, you know, what he adds to them it's not just what he does on the court so uh, from that aspect and the aspect of oh he's somebody they want to keep around no not surprising there yeah definitely not surprising that they would want to keep him around or that he's good i mean i I, we're going to talk about this here in a little bit i absolutely love the guy novoya loves the guy um we're all big fans and like he's a very very easy player to root for but you also had pj dozier let's not forget like sure pj dozier seemed to me to be that fourth guy that was like okay maybe next year he's ready for this or that maybe bart moves down so it's just the way the roster was constructed but to me it seems a clear hint vote that they're not going away from Monte. That was another thing I thought. Maybe Compasso replaces right. Monte and Monte gets a lesser role. That still might be the case because it might be one of those things where everybody kind of takes a step back. But at least they're not saying we don't think you're important. Like, here's $27 million. You're, you're very important to us. Yeah, you don't give that money to someone that you don't think, you know, is important to your organization. And look, I think we were talking before the show. There's a world, I think, in which a team offers him maybe low-end starter money. Maybe it's closer to 11 to $13 million a year. Um, so you like the 27 mil price point for Monte in a vacuum. Take your drink, I think. But I think we were all concerned that, like, is that too much for a backup guard on a team with a stable of talented guards? So yeah. my first thought, though, guys, when I saw this before I really analyzed the deal or, or what this means for Denver long-term, this is a win for the fan base. I mean, I think yeah. NBA fan bases are increasingly starved for some sort of organic connection to their team. How did we build this? Do the players want to be here? Are you a Denverite or renting a zip code and hitting LA in the summer? And right. you know, and at Monte, at least outwardly, he puts this out. He exudes this energy of, I want to be here. I believe in the Denver Nuggets. I want to see this thing through. And so if you're a fan who wants that type of connection to the local basketball team, that's a win, man, all the way through. Yeah. So Voya, I want to build off of what vote just said here because you're a monte guy right i mean i'm not not, you've been a fan of his for a while yeah i've been i mean i've watched him since college so like i before even got to denver that was my you know iowa state was one of those like hidden college teams that i really love watching and hoiberg's now coach in nebraska so oh wow nicely yeah there there you go yeah um is he the mayor of lincoln now that's his, he's the mayor of Ames. It's weird if you leave your like alma mater and go to another. This is weird. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I don't know what gets pressed because his grandpa used to coach here, so I, I uh, like he's from Lincoln, so I don't know if that counts now. Like if he takes over, if he gets us to NCAA and win and wins a, a game because Nebraska hasn't won in basketball like that, then he can be mayor. He's a good college coach, man. Like he's yeah, a good college yeah. coach. He was my pick. Famously, he was my pick for Denver Nuggets coaching job Oof. when because he was available at the same time Malone was, and he was my guy. So would you change you know, that if you could go back? I would probably change it. Yeah, yeah. Probably, I'd probably scrub that from the uh, archives. Although who knows? Maybe it would have been different here. I don't know. Um, but Voya, here's my here's my point because I was the same way. Vote before I got to like caring about what the Nuggets salary cap was and caring about what the rotation looked like and all that stuff. My first thought when I saw that come through was. Yeah, I'm glad Monte got paid first and foremost. Like, you would hate yeah. for him to have to go into the season. What the Nudge could have done, made him play out this year, risk an injury, risk whatever, and then and then risk an open market to get paid. So I'm glad, one, number one, that this worked out for Monte. And then number two, I was like, he gets to be a nugget. And I don't think, by the way, and I've made a few calls just to try to, you know, get a little bit of insight. I don't, I'm not reporting anything, but I think, and I feel pretty sure the Nuggets signed him to be part of the Nuggets, not as like, here's a good trade chip now. So uh, I saw like right right before, like there was someone said that they he, they can't trade him right right yep. this year at all. It's usually uh, the December fifteenth rule, right? If you sign in the summer, but now, because it's so I mean, weird. Like, it is a tradable contract insofar as there's no options, and I think it's below 10 mil in that f- final year. But the, they, I think if you're concerned about a Monte trade, it would have been far more concerning to go into the season without an extension. There's right. no doubt about that. But, that. but this is my point. Monte's a guy that, like, I just, I, I just like him. I like the story. He fits this story that I like about the Denver Nuggets of these second round and cast-offs and all these exactly. guys that had a tragic flaw that overcome whatever that tragic flaw is. And then on top of that, this guy is so important to a team. A guy that 
we've seen him in the hallways before hyping up Jokic. We've seen him on like videos before hyping up Jamal or teammates and stuff and be like, I tell him all the time, nobody can guard him. Like every great player needs uh, role players that are like believing in them. And, and Monte, I think, believed in Jokic from the start. So, so somebody that's always in your ear being like, you're the guy, you're the guy, you're the guy. And Monte's just like, the, he might be the best guy in the NBA at this, to be honest with you. He's, he is elite at it, and that's important to me. Yeah, you guys are every, all waiting every guy to be we talk to, Every time we talk to, I mean, a, a new guy, their first week, their first two weeks, whether it's a direct question or not, Wante comes up at some point. Right. And, yeah. and because the, he either has reached out to them or we're asking because we want to know if anyone on that team is welcoming you to Denver with open arms, it's Monte. And that's not yep. small yep. stuff for an organization that is, is being very clear. They are hoping to build something through through high culture, high character, and strong IQ. I mean, Monte is is right cut right from that cloth yeah. and, and you want i mean like sorry sorry when you want those guys like uh, you know and denver's you guys talk about like how they're reluctant to pay a lot of times but you think about this like they they got him you know an extension with pretty decent money and then they you know they got murray and Jokic. so the guys they want for sure in in denver it seems that they are paying because you can see you saw like dallas signed luca to that option for like 10 million this year so they can get that you know essentially a cheap deal Denver opted out of Jokic's last year contract. They could have had him in right, that right, yep. season at like mm-hmm. two million or whatever. So, and then Monty, you said like, I mean, the the, the story that he got Campazzo's number from the front office, even though like a lot of players would be like, oh, he came here to replace me. Like I'm totally, gonna beat totally. him in practice. You know, that's what you want. I mean, you you, you know, for, as fans, you forget sometimes that like you want good people around your team. Like it's not all about. X's and O's and, 100%, boy, 100%. and tight and, you know, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. One, one of the things I've heard from just talking to different people uh, about the Nuggets or, or with the Nuggets is that the vibe has been great in camp and that there's just a lot of vibe energy. Check. A little vibe check. Now, this doesn't mean anything. Nobody's going to tell me if the vibe is bad, especially right now where I have no ability to, like, fact check them on this. But this, this it, is the point in the NBA calendar when every team, even the Cleveland Cavaliers, I, are talking I, themselves into their own roster. How, how's Houston's vibe right now? Are they doing <laughs> – are they having a good vibe did you hear uh the owner was on cable television just recently saying that they added good players and draft picks they're primed for a great season man so we take a little detour here because tillman fertitta is a guy that we have just seen too much of we've seen more tillman fertitta than we have stan Kroenke. and like you say think what you will about stan Kroenke, but whenever he doesn't spend money or makes a mistake or does something i'm just glad he's not on tv bragging about it or this or that like Thank God he's silent Stan and we never hear from him, I guess. Real ghouls move in silence. Real Gs move in silence like Lazarus. Real cool. So what's your, what's your guys' opinion about owners? Is it good? Do you have an unknown owner even though, like, not unknown, like, is it better if it's not, you know, if you don't even know who the owner is? Because, like, the best yes. thing is, like, I don't know who the Spurs owner is. Like, I'm not sure I know the names. Oh, or, right, like, right, like, right. Yeah, the so best I, owners you don't hear from, for sure. Uh, yes, I think yes and no. Yes and no. Because I do think that there is something to an owner that is willing to spend, that is committed, and this and that. The thing is, you don't want their opinion on anything outside of the business aspect of, of the, the team. Like, You want them to be smart enough to hire people that know what they're doing. And then the, the owners are the ones that make the team attractive to want to work there, to want to play there, to all those other things. So I do think you hear, like Joe Lacob, for example, I do think is a good owner, as much as he kind of seems like your typical Silicon Valley snob or whatever like he is a guy that's like i hired people to make basketball choices i'm gonna make this place the coolest place to work so that everybody wants to be a part of it yeah i'd say 90 percent of the time that is that is legit but i mean even guys like steve balmer um yes you get the sense that he's empowered his front office yes you get the sense that he's willing to spend money but at the same time I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Ballmer is, you know, like going to insert himself into basketball operations yeah, totally. decisions, you know. But he, like, he's, maybe, he's maybe a little bit, though. Didn't we hear that he was upset when Michael Porter was playing well? Like, I don't yeah. know about Ballmer, actually. I yeah, think there's, and I think, I think another thing you have to, from an owner, a thing you need is an owner that doesn't think they're smarter than everyone else on earth, which is, I imagine, extremely difficult when you're worth $10 billion. Like, it's hard to not feel superior but you have to be like you know what i'm good at these things you know what i'm not good at building a basketball team i have to hire good people and do those structural things mickey arison to me is like one of the best because you know his name you hear about this heat culture but you never hear about him in the meetings you know like he's he's 
you hear about him as a good owner, but he's removed from all the other stuff. Or like jo- Josh Harris and, and David Blitzer, who together comprise Harris Blitzer, who own the 76ers. That's an ownership group who pours money into their team. And I know we don't necessarily think of them as maybe one of the most successful organizations historically, but that's an example of ownership who's committed without their names ever slipping into the headlines. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, Monte, you know, this, this deal for him, it also... There's a couple traits of the Tim Conley era, of the Tim Conley Denver Nuggets. One of them is the character guys, right? Like, and culture fits, and Monte, we just talked about he's an A-plus culture fit and character guy. Um, but there's also the, like, paying your guys part of this. And let's be honest here. Gary Harris was one of Tim's guys. He paid him a lot of money. Will Barton's one of his guys, paid him a lot of money. Mason Plumley was, got an extension early, paid him a lot of money. Jeremy Grant was offered. Obviously, Murray got that contract really early. Jokic has... And now Monte, on top of all of that, I don't. Am I missing anybody? I feel like that's everyone that he's well, kind of given. I mean, PJ, Millsap. you can put into that group. Yeah. Will Barton, you can put into that group. PJ, they kept. Yeah, PJ bounced around. Like there's teams that have had a, a look at him. So this is a Tim Conley thing. That hey, if you just show us any, if you meet us halfway, the Nuggets are going to meet meet them. And I don't know where this ends and when it ends. You could look at Tory Craig. Although Tory Craig wasn't in the NBA, then he got a second contract with Denver. So you could argue that I Denver gave him did. plenty of opportunity. Yeah, I mean. And it, for him, I, what I've heard is he was a casualty. I think Wind was saying this. He was a casualty of Jeremy Grant leaving. Like, he left, and then they had to adjust their plan. So I think Denver wanted to bring back Tory Craig if, if things were normal. But my point is, this is another trade of the Tim Conley era. Another, we're going to reward you. Come in and do hard work for us. You're going to reward you. And I don't know if it's ever going to pay off with, we'll say, a Michael Porter, for example. Like, one of the things going into the season, I wonder if they need to tell Michael Porter, I know you think that if you score 22 points per game, you get a max extension, but we're telling you, we'll give you one anyway, as long as you do these other things. Like, and you don't have to sweat it out in your fourth year and worry about injury. We'll do, we'll, we'll reward you. And maybe that gets him to buy in, but also Marcus Howard, Compasso, you know, you start to get these fringe guys that Denver can say, Hey, come on a two-way contract. As Greg Whittington said, he said he had offers out there from other teams, but Sign to a two-way because your odds of staying around in the NBA are higher, and we'll reward you if you meet us halfway. We we will do right by you. And, and you look, also, go ahead. Go, go, um, I was going to say you can also talk about this when it comes to a guy like Vla, like a Vlatko. Vlatko, mm. they they get in the second round. He goes overseas. He has two really good showings in summer league. Shows he's going to put in the work during the summer. Shows that he's coachable. And sure enough, he's rewarded with a deal. Bull bull. On a two-way contract, uh, goes to the G League, puts in the work, uh, shows that he's coachable. He gets the multi-year deal. So, like I said uh, last week, the secret's out with these Nuggets. And the same thing with Greg Whittington. A year from now, if Greg Whittington shows that he can contribute, shows that he's going to fit into this locker room and this culture, Greg Whittington's going to get a multi-year deal next summer from the Nuggets if he has a good year this year. And that was his goal, by the way. with this team. I asked him what his goal was. It was to still be in the NBA in a few years. So, like, it's not like he has these super high aspirations. He wants to be a role player. And and isn't that like what I mean? Isn't that what teams like Denver should strive to be? Like to reward guys that, that come and the want to come and work? Because right. we saw with Grant and a lot of these free agents, if they don't want to stay, you can't just rely on oh, next season we're going to sign a bunch of players. You kind of right. have to rely on Hardenstein panning out, not panning out, but like at least like giving him a chance to. To get right. to the point, you know, with Mont, I mean, Monte was this, wasn't he like he was a G League guy first, and then got on. Now he's like a twenty-seven million uh, player. So I mean, that's I, I that's why I love this team too. Is that's one of the reasons that I kind of gravitated. Just that you you have to build it as a family, and it just feels more organic and and as a fan, like nice to nice to watch. Yeah, I mean, what's what's your and what's to your point? Like, what's your other path to putting the best product <laughs> on the floor? You're certainly not going to grab the mercenaries every summer. Yeah, so. right, right. And I wonder too if there will be a second sort of like response to the super teams and everything because everybody sees themselves as going to LA and being the guy. But if you sign to LA and don't work out, you might end up like Lonzo or or Ingram, where it's like, hey, we're we're this place, and all of a sudden we got shipped and nobody here shows. I mean, Kyle Kuzma right now, LeBron James is talking about how he's about in line for a, a bump. Maybe he's in line for the LeBron hype before you trade him out of here. Like maybe this is <laughs> I have a feeling this is just LeBron being like, Hey, we have a shiny Kuzma here, he's primed for a leap. Don't, don't you think him? there are some Houston role players who signed up to try to win a ring who are totally. thinking to themselves, What great, the hell was that great all call. about? Great call. Yep. So look, it's like it snows in hell and we'll believe it when we see it, right? That right. there's it permeates sort of beyond the two way thing. 
But I don't think I don't think it's nothing that you're seeing wins. And and like Monte coming back three twenty seven. I, look, I'm not going to say it's a discount, but that's not an overpay. Monte absolutely could have gone into free agency and seen what he what he got. So there are some wins here with this culture thing. You're seeing some some dividends. And with regards to Grant, like the more you look at it, at what point was that a done deal in Grant's head anyway? Like he maybe he just was never. Guys, in on the it culture. was. It so, was. It, it, I think. I think we have. Don't think there was much Denver could ever have done. So. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Let's take a break. Um, our first break. On the other end, though, what do we got? Michael Porter. It turns out he is the 51st best player. We're going to talk about that here. <laughs> also, maybe a little MPJ hype. We'll see. We'll see. Ooh, we'll see. We'll see. DraftKings Sportsbook, guys, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is wishing you the happiest of holidays. To kick off the season of giving, DraftKings has new promotions and odds boosts every day, every single day this week. Uh, you guys can get odds boosts. Some of these odds boosts, like, on a serious note. Dude, on yeah. Your- on freaking real it's free money sometimes they it is no all the time those odd boosts that they put out on there are really just here do you want 25 dollars like will the broncos complete a single pass yes 25 dollars. <laughs> like okay for sure uh for us sports fans there is an abundance of action taking place this week football teams are in the hunt to secure their place in the playoffs while college basketball season is underway as well there's no better place to get in on all the action if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now. You don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. But you got to use promo code DNVR. That's the thing. you got to use promo code DNVR. You to celebrate it. this weekend's UFC 256, DraftKings is giving all MMA fans who sign up the chance to triple their winnings when placing any bet on UFC 256 as well. Uh, the DraftKings promos are so funny, dude. It's just like, do you want some money? <laughs> We're yeah, begging you to money. take our money. We are begging you. Free money. Make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DN when you sign up to get up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Is that it? Do you have another one? Boom. We are done. Man, I was trying to tweet out this thing out, but I couldn't get it in time. Dang, dang it. Always <laughs> drag. All right, uh, we got a clip here. Let's start off with a clip here. Oh, Holy guys, I'm ready. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. So the MPJ hype, I mean, this is the hype coming out of camp. This is the, the stuff that's exciting. And vote, you had an interesting comment about that video. I want you to share it. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what, what those of you at home think. When I, when I listen to that video, MPJ hits that, that jumper. I swear you can hear someone just laugh out loud to themselves under the rim. <laughs> and to me, yes, I'm reading a lot into this the implication there. To me, the implication there was like, this dude's been doing this since they got back in the gym. And yeah. I, I just, that's sort of what you hear from those who get to see MPJ in these settings, whether that's pickup, live, five on five, like he is that dude. And, and so I'm just having a really hard time putting a lid, putting a lid on my hype for this right now. Yeah. I mean, from everything that that we've been hearing, guys, like he's been saying publicly that he wants to be this number three guy and be that guy next up behind Yoke and Jamal Murray. Privately, I'm hearing that that's how he's like handling himself behind the scenes in terms of like becoming a student of the game and it's the studying players' it's tendencies the question. and just kind of growing up off the court. Harrison, That's the kind away. of stuff you he's doing. Your, you can't give away your premium content, bro. This is stuff you're, we're talking about behind the paywall. Player you preview series coming out yeah, this week. <laughs> but by the way, our MPJ, not to, not for nothing, but our MPJ player preview series is going to drop here probably in about an hour shortly after this show. You're going to want to check those out. They're basically like, just to let you know, they're basically like this podcast the DNBA show, but on each player for about 20, 30 minutes. So you imagine like if we did an episode on Michael Porter previewing the season, that's what it's like. These are going to be, again, half in front of the paywall, half behind, but 
Harrison Wind has been speaking with people behind the scenes and he's sharing some of those details. Don't share them here for free, Harrison. Come on now. <laughs> there are so many people on this uh, podcast that are watching now that will not. It doesn't matter. That's their fault. That's their fault. That's their fault. You got to sign up, baby. You got to sign up, baby. It's cheap. Uh, So, Voya, here's my question for you. Before we get to the 51st best player or whatever, I want to ask you because I've noticed that a lot of our Serbian followers, they are more skeptical of Michael Porter than American followers are. Can you you notice that distinction, and do you have any insight into it? Yeah, I think I'm probably the like the the contrary to that. I like I'm the hype. Maybe just because I'm here long longer. Also, we talk like when we talked to Ognjen Starkovic from like the player development guy. He kind of you know uh, lifted our spirits when it comes to MPJ. Like he was saying that what you guys are saying essentially. Like he's he wants to be great. He's like a one of a kind talent, and and he you know he's you know studying on off season and practicing and stuff. And so that's a but yeah, I, I think the, the the skepticism is just the, the age and like how the, the, I think defense as well. It's just that's the sure. the main part that in Serbia that's like the that's how you build your you know build your name you know get you know how to say build your bones up or something. Um, that's how you earn your minutes uh, through defense, and that's like traditionally through the years, and it's still going on. Like you have role players and even the young ones you get through defense, and then you show your offense later. But again, this is NBA. It's different, and like you know, I think you look at him, like dude, like he looks like a man now, like you know, beefed up and and he does look big, huh? He looks, yeah. he looks a little bigger. He looks, I know it's yeah. muscle watch season, but it is he muscle watch does season. Look bigger, yeah. So I, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I'm the the one, like the ones. Joker got a little four pack. Sorry, <laughs> I was late on the drop. Um, yeah, I, but here's the thing that Serbian fans need to understand as well. Like I see it too. And it's to me, yeah. it's not just the defense. It's it's not just uh, the injury. It's not it to me. And I've said this a couple times, but number one is can he fit with the, you know can he be willing to be a part of something bigger than himself? And I just feel like it, this sounds so simple and like like it's a nursery rhyme, like a little fable, right? Like, but it, the truth is that this is what life is often about, and sports right. are often about, and whether or not he can do that is TBD. So I'm by no means saying I, I think the talent is unmistakable. Like it's it's. His talent is going to be top ten in the NBA before long, but all that other stuff just matters so much more. Um, so, so that's where it's at. But let's talk about. Oh, go ahead. I think I think also like uh, the comments that he kind of made. Like that's we we talked about it in our like in our shows too. Like the comments during the playoffs, no matter how right they were, those are that's kind of a cardinal sin in Serbia. Like no matter how good you are, you don't say that. Mm. And like in Europe, not just Serbia, just because it's a team sport, like that's something that no matter how right you are and no matter how positively affected a team later, it's you can't you can't say that that you don't come back from that back home. And then we've seen also players with tremendous talent in Serbia uh, that don't have the the right mindset and like right. the intelligence and just the approach to it. Like we have a lot of talents that play in Serbia in like lower leagues that should have been better, but they just don't have it in their in their heads to like be great uh, culture is so interesting and how it plays into even these types of things because like really as in america everybody does think they can be president right like everybody thinks that they can just do anything so that include it trickles into their sports where a player that's a rookie can be in the conference finals and be like they're not passing me the ball and and you know what thousands of people were like glad to hear it they were like he's right give him the ball which is crazy it's crazy how different we are in this um man we have a new commenter i've never seen this guy before delinco huh anyway Welcome to the chat. Um, welcome to the chat, whoever you are. Uh, some some stranger. Try watching on on YouTube though, um, jerk one. So okay, <laughs> 50, 51st, uh, 51st uh, ranking on ESPN. And if we pull this up, actually I have it up right now. So okay, I'm going to share my screen here. Let's see if we can do this here. We know how to use Streamyard professionally. We've done this one or two. We've times. done this one before. One of my favorite comments here. What is it? People here get divorced if wife plays bad team defense and doesn't share the ball. (laughs) (laughs) It's an incredible comment. Divorced. Um, So, all right, we got Michael Porter at at 51st here, and they only went to 50. I'm I'm guessing tomorrow we'll get the top 50, or, you know, they'll start unleashing these. Some smart people analyzing here, by the way. Mike Schmitz, who I think is probably the single best, like, draft scout doing public publicly available work. Kurt Goldsberry, a smart dude. Um, Royce Young, okay. You know, like, they've got some guys here that are doing, that, that are smart. Look at the names he's in front of. DeAndre Ayton, Yusef Nurkic, I love that one. Lonzo Ball, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, you've got like established <laughs> players. conflicted by the <laughs> Very conflicted. Zach Levine, like Zach Levine's an established player. He's not, you know, I'm not my favorite guy, but he's established. Michael Porter is just so not established. He's established in my heart, but he is not established as a player. So, uh, vote. Are you surprised by this 51st ranking? Um, come on, commenters. Uh, yeah, I am a little surprised. Is it possible that I think he could easily be far better than this and that it's still overzealous to put him at 51? Dude, that's like, my is... thing, man. I was surprised about it, but looking at the guys he's in front of, DeAndre Ayton, right. um, exactly. This isn't crazy. This isn't like some huge overreaction based on what he did when he actually played last year. Yeah. It, I mean, look, I, I, I think... I think if you're walking into the season with Michael Porter Jr. as a top 50 player, you are stoked. Um, but it just seems like, are we doing top 50 guys you want as a GM? Or are we, like, because Zach Levine has had a considerably better NBA career. Well, even Tyler Hero. I feel like MPJ yeah. and Tyler Hero are similar, and Hero did it a little bit on a higher stage, right? Like, he actually did it in the playoffs, where MPJ had some moments in the playoffs for sure, but not like Tyler Hero did. So, boy, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You got. I think you got to earn it to be. I mean, Jokic. Yeah. How long it took him to crack the the twenties and, and Jamal <laughs> so Murray? Like, this is a great point. He's like, the, yeah, the Jokic contrast is took like six years before people were like. Well, maybe he's good. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Like, I mean, hopefully Jamal. Now, now we might end up getting like top two top twenties and a fifty player. But yeah, I, I mean, Tyler Hero, Aiden. Like these guys at least did it. Like, I mean, Hero in the playoffs, Aiden consistently, no matter. Maybe he's better, but like what Vote said, like you, you might turn out to be like, you know, hundred or maybe not even close if he doesn't pan out. But then he might be top twenty. But I just feel like putting him in is—it's almost like the, now the media is overcompensating, like some of these guys are like popular because he's the—he's the, he's the eye-catching dude, like oh the high school, and especially with the Clippers, you know, coming out and saying that they regretted not drafting him. Like I don't know, he's—I mean, was it? Yeah, Levine, I guess. Like he's in front of. And then Lonzo is in front of a lot of other guys, which is also like funny that yeah, you know, Lonzo but, being fifty three might be the bigger surprise. Than yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! All right, these people are saying it's a like a predictive list, but like, right. does well, it it's, say it's that what they will rank this this season? Right, right, like, right. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so here's the thing, and there's some funny some of the names you get towards the back here. I think uh, Jeremy Grant here we have at eighty eight, which is interesting. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I agree with what you're saying here. I think it, I think it was Voya that the he is probably not a top 100 based on what he's done so far. Because let's be honest, he's only played like 25 good games, like eight great ones, 20 good ones, and then he just hasn't played any other games. Like so, 60 total. So yeah, like and then a bunch of games where he played seven minutes or something. So it's he hasn't really done it. But if you were asking me where he's going to land. Here's what's so interesting about this. I think by the end of this year, Michael Porter will either not be in the top 50 or probably be somewhere around like 35, 30, 35. Like, so I, 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 if he does pan out, I think it's going to be a steep ascent because the skill set he has, if he figures out the other aspects of the game, it just jumps off the charts so much that you can't deny it. And especially yeah. in a regular season environment. <laughs> like, I that's know, probably that, what a yeah. lot of this list is going to be For judged sure. off of. I don't see a lot of scenarios where MPJ doesn't just crush it in the regular season. Projecting ahead to the playoffs, yeah, that's a little bit of a different story. And honestly, that's really going to tell us what type of player he is right at this current point. But in a regular season environment, I mean, I'm very confident he's going he's gonna to be very, very good. Mm. What do you think, Wynn? Vote, you had another take on this list, didn't you? Well, I was just curious. I mean, I think everyone would be pretty comfortable heading into the season with MPJ as a top 50 player. But my question to our commenters and, and to the panel, how comfortable do you, like where would MPG have to be on this list heading into the postseason for you to say, strap in, let's go. We're better than last year. We're contending. It's a great question. It's a great question. What do you think for I, I think if he's right where he is right now, like it's pretty good. That's 51. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, better than three whole teams, like, or, you know, four teams, I guess. It's, if he's I mean, as good as uh, – let me think of a good three, comp like here. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Levine, Tobias Harris, if he's as good as Tobias – you know, a little bit better than Tobias Harris, Because that's – we still have to think about that's a third option. It's not you're not right. going into playoffs with him as a, as your main guy. Like, it's – Yeah. I, I think it's – I mean, uh, so is this – do we do we figure out, like, is this the, the predictive, like, who's going to be 
at the 50, like, while the season's going on or up till now? I thought it was up till now, but we can we can skim here. Probably interpret it however yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, who, yeah will be, like, who will be the best players who will be okay i guess then i can see it you know that's okay. not obviously like maybe maybe he gets that you know gets that number because you know because we know already what zach levine is and so you assume mpj if he if he can pan out they can be you know better um so yeah i don't know it'd be i'd be fun if he you know if we get three top 50 players like that's <laughs> that yeah. would be very I'm, fun i agree yeah, i'm with boy i'm with boy if he's where He's at in this list right now, 51 heading into the playoffs. Nuggets are in business because their third quote-unquote ranked player last year in a list like this would have been Will Barton. And he's nowhere close. He would have been, what, like 70s, 80s probably in in last year's list. So just from that perspective, it's a massive upgrade. And what they put Murray, like, what was he, like 80s last year? Last last list that they did this, like it was way like it was low, and now you have him have him jump like sixty spots ahead. Yeah, fifty. I I feel like they're about as good as they were last year if he's the fiftieth best player. Because to me, if he's it, what's weird about MPJ is he does have a skill set to become overrated. Like <laughs> I I don't see that he's going to score only sixteen points per game, and you know every, I, he's either going to score a bunch of points and be terrible at defense and not fit in with the team and the system. Or he's gonna score a bunch of points and fit in with the team and play defense. Like, it, it's gonna—he's just gonna score those points, whether or not it's yeah. productive or not. That—that's the question. So, um, to me, fifty-one—I don't know what that means. Top, top forty, top thirty-five. To me, that—that that would be like, oh, okay, he really made a leap, and the Nuggets are now a true contender. Like, I'm—I'm I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs. Mm, takes a lot. I guess, well, yeah. less less debate on this than I thought there was going to be. Maybe this Voya, you're too agreeable here, man. I just I mean, don't I'm think gonna, it's uh, I a like huge I like the guy. Yeah, I like. Yeah. The, I mean, I like the. I want to believe in the dude, like, because he's a ticket to the to the chip. But and I mean, again, like, I've been maybe I've been here to, for a long time that I kind of assimilated to American culture. I'm not as like, pessimistic in a lot of things that but my Serbian fellows are. I like the shirt you have on today because it shows your fragmented soul. You have yes, a, you know, exactly. a little Serbian, a little a little American here. So I, you know, I, just, I want to close it by saying you'd so much rather be sitting here saying, can the dude figure it out than is the guy good enough? And you know the latter. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take our second break. And then on the other side, let's do a stonk report about this Denver Nuggets team, where we're at right now. Okay. Uh, guys, Open enrollment for the spring semester at MSU Denver Online is going on right now. So you can find their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online. It's a great option for any type of student. If you're working a full-time job on the side and still want to go back to school, work towards that degree, you can do that at MSU Denver Online. Awesome teachers, awesome courses. Uh, So check them out today. And also, make sure to download the DNVR Rugby Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from Stitcher, uh, iTunes, Spotify. It's everywhere. Great guests. Colton Strickler does a great job covering the Denver rugby scene for us here at DNVR. And check out his written content at thednvr.com as well. Do you guys see this? RJ Hampton. Buying the hype. All-star. Buying the hype, all-star. Did you finish your ad read before the weepy guitar, Harrison? <laughs> I did, man. Hey, I'm moving today. I'm moving. We're just going to listen to music. For yeah, sure. we're just going yeah. to jam out for a little bit. All right, let's go to a stonk report, Kale. We got a stonk report. It is time. I guess we need a stonk report sound effect. I don't really have one. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's a drop. Whoops. <laughs> Stonk report. Here it is. <laughs> that sound quite what right. is that? <laughs> right, let's look at some it's like of the a game things. show. <laughs> it's like a game show here. Um, so let's look at some of the stuff here um, for the Nuggets. Break them down piece by piece. The first one I want to go to is three point shooting. Malone has made this surprising. I'm surprised by that. He's really made three point shooting an emphasis in his pressers so far. This season, it seems to be on the forefront of the Denver's uh, of the team's mind. I see here twenty fourth in makes per game, twenty sixth in attempts. So they're they're bad at this. Now Malone has gone on to say top five offense, but bad at the, the there's little things around the margins that could make them even better than what they are. And I do think that that is one of the things they're looking at and, and saying, hey, we got to be better offensively, especially the deeper you go. So three point shooting, Harrison. I'll start with you. Three point shooting, stonk up, stonk down with this new roster. 
stunk way up, way, way up, up with this new roster. Like, first off, a reason it's way up. Think about a couple of the role players that kind of uh, interchange this season. Greg Whittington for Tory Craig. I think you're going to feel much more confident with Greg Whittington shooting threes than Torrey Craig. And then Isaiah Hartenstein, who the Nuggets believe will be able to shoot threes, instead of Mason Plumley. So two uh, big stonks up there. And then just the rest of the roster. Jamal Murray shot, I think it was about 1.2 threes per game more in the playoffs than he did right. in the regular season. Right. If that trend carries over, it will go up. Also, Michael Porter Jr. We know this guy's <laughs> going to let it fly from three as well in the starting lineup, too. So way up, um, I think. Vote. Uh, okay, like everything Wynn just said, very reasonable, all accurate, but the stonk's not moving at all because Michael Malone said the exact same thing last season. <laughs> Fair. Touche. But Touché. Wind is actually right, though. That said, there's a thousand guards on the roster now, and MP plays right They go up, baby. They only go up. All right, Voya, what are we thinking? I mean, I, Harrison took, like, everything. I mean, yeah, it's you want to <laughs> have so. shooting instead of Plumlee. You yeah, know, Green true. is better than Grant in that perspective. Like Jokic, I mean, and then Murray. Um, I don't know if I like blank, blanked up for a second. I mean, Murray shot so many more threes in the playoffs. You assume he's gonna keep up the pace and like do the Steph, sure. you know, the Steph Curry thing of like six, seven, ten, twelve. I'm kidding, but yeah. at least you know six, sure. seven. Why not? Yeah, go, go, go for 15, it. Shoot him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and he like we talked about his improvement with like physicality and the, that it improved his jump shot as well. So. Just by him, I think will be better, um, and hopefully, you know, you. This it's kind of funny because last year you were hoping Harris and Barton are going to be on the level, and now you have a lot of these other guys that are like way better than last year's role players. So now you're kind of like if Gary and, and Barton are the same, it doesn't really, it doesn't go down or like it stays the same. I think that's why it goes up on the yeah. strong. I, and I think if you just look at Denver's roster, they're going to play more guards. I, I, if they just have to, they more more guys that can yeah. handle the ball. I think they're going to have more, you know, uh, driving to the basket, more dribble penetration, and I hope that opens things up. Um, but I, I just think they're going to have a lot of three point shooters out there. And then, of course, like you said, vote Michael Porter is going to be taking a lot of threes this year, and he's really good at those. Um, he's really really good at. Yeah, it. I've noticed uh, that. About the next one. If they start running and Faku starts passing, like he, because he's good at you know obviously great in transition. Like if him and, and Michael Porter play, Michael Porter's gonna get so many open transition threes, it's gonna be crazy. Oh, I can't wait. Um, rebounding, eleventh in rebounding last year, which is kind of surprising because they've always been really good. Eleventh, they were third in offensive rebounding, twentieth in defensive rebounding. Um, I'll go in reverse order. Vote or Voya. Why don't you tell me what do you think about rebounding this year? Rebounding. Up, everything's up. Uh, everything's up. Every, right. I'm kidding. Well, I mean, there's a few reasons, obviously. Like, right, MBJ playing a lot more. Like, he's proved proven to be like a beast on the rebound, especially offensive. Jermichael Green can have like more than two a game uh, than I guess Grant had, right. uh, and obviously Jokic gobbles them all up. <laughs> yeah, it was a good night. So but I think that they did lose play. though. Tory Craig and Mason Plumlee were the like the offensive rebounders for right. the Nuggets, so they they are losing a lot there. Yeah, but you assume. I mean, I, I hope you assume the Hartenstein is is like a yeah. plumly substitute that can you know same thing like gobble up, and he's a little softer too, like on the yeah. with his hand, so that can happen. And um, I think Murray like that that might be his year of like to just improving because he improved like gradually with like points, then assists, and this might be the year if he's a little stronger to get in there, grab those rebounds, and go closer to like a triple double in yeah. some, some nights too. So, bold, bold. I, I saw the question here. Bold rebounds really well. I don't know that he's going to be a big enough factor he might but i don't think he's yeah. gonna be a big enough factor to change denver's rebounding rates but he's just so long that one he creates a lot of rebounds because guys end up shooting further and and so he picks those up but um good vote rebounds are up uh, i agree with everything voice said when you go grant out and then maybe mpj in over 1800 minutes question mark I mean, I think the there's your offensive rebounding hole made up for right there. And don't forget about possibly, uh, you know, another year of Will Barton, this time at the two, who rebounded right. really well at his position last season, um, you know, might right. be able to make an impact with even smaller guys uh, at his natural position. So I think rebounding goes up. Um, but, you know, this was one thing I always liked about Mason Plumley and Mason Plumley and Jokic together. Rebounds Killed are important. We... And, I mean, man, that Lakers series highlighted that, huh? 
Yeah, for sure. I think I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about passing? So this one is more like they're a fourth in assists. I think the team is going to always, you know, be a, a, an assisting team, but just their passing overall. Uh, Vo, I'll let you start this one. Sorry, I just like this comment. Um, the sure. passing is up. <laughs> The passing's up, right? Uh, I mean, they've gotta got a thousand guards. Monte just signed an extension. They added a guy who's literally called the magician. So uh, <laughs> I'm of the belief that passing's up. Heck, even Isaiah Hartenstein, when asked to describe why he's excited about Denver, mentioned passing the basketball, something he didn't get to do a lot of in Houston. So I think it's up. So I just want to balance it out, and then I'll throw to Voya here. But you're right that you're adding Composito. You're adding more guard lineups. You're adding more playmaking. But you are also integrating... One guy who the question around him is, is he going to pass? Is he going to eat up? So you can get the ball popping with four guys, but sure. MPJ sure. maybe maybe it wasn't. What do you think, Voya? Uh, I think slightly down. I might be on the on the skeptical. Uh, I, so seven new guys in a lot of those key positions you said with MPJ, and then you know if, even if Campazzo's in, like he's good, but we're talking about you know short off season, and I wonder if. You, we saw how like Jokic and Murray have a good chemistry and like how they're like brothers now. Like after all the battles in bubble, I wonder if they're gonna regress a lot more during the during some of the games. They're gonna just get pissed off and be like, "Let's just run pick and roll, you and I," and mm-hmm. and then like it's not gonna be stopped. But then you know that's not gonna ball is not gonna be popping. So I don't. I mean, right. I think that's what the I guess assist. That is what it, I'm asking. No, I'm not even asking assist. I'm asking if okay. the ball's gonna be popping more. That yeah, really is the question. Right. I think at least in the beginning, I think it could be like we can see a little bit of dip. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I believe it completely. I just have a feeling that that could happen. We saw in the playoffs too when all the injuries were happening that a lot of that game was let's just run pick and roll and see what happens from there. And we might see that a little bit just just from uh, amount of new bodies that we have. And then if Barton's hurt and Gary's not as you know not himself and yeah. all that. What yeah, think, I I think it's going to be up a little bit just because of the Composo factor and. It's funny you were talking about like MPJ and the starters. The bench, the ball is going to be absolutely popping with, with the bench. We'll yeah, see with the starters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would not be surprised if Campasso gets in there a little bit with the starting group because I have a feeling the Nuggets want to play Jamal Murray off the ball a lot more this year than they did last year. So don't be shocked if he's playing some minutes with Campasso. If he's playing some minutes with Monte Morris, that could get the ball popping as well. Moving Jamal Murray off the ball, I, I think, leads to more balls popping situations. Yeah. I think we see more of those um, Harrison Wind two-guard lineups that he loves for sure this year. Um, I, I'm going to say it's up as well. It might, to Voya's point, might might start off slow. There might be some of this. But I, I do think that it ultimately resolves with Denver having some great offensive lineups. I mean, part of this is just shooting. The, all this stuff is connected. The yeah. rebounding, the shooting, all the. If you are able to space the court out more, you've got more backdoor cut opportunities and this stuff. And that really is a big part. All this stuff oh. feeds off of each other and into each other. So... We'll, we'll have to see. What about um, off-ball movements, Tonks? God, I hope those go up. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> uh, instead, we have rim protection. Rim protection. Harrison, what about rim protection? Man. Um, uh, it, it's not up or down for me. It, it, it's the same, probably. Okay. I, I'm not too high on, on this team's just defense uh, from, from like an, in, an individual perspective, from a positional perspective. I, I, the jury's out on Isaiah Hartenstein. Like, I, I don't think the Nuggets are going to really miss a beat going from Mason Plumby to him. Um, but is he going to be a better rim protector than Mason Plumby? Is he going to be a better interior defender than Mason Plumby? I don't know. We're going to have to see him play. So um, I, I think it's pretty even in terms of a stonk. Mm, what do you think, Boya? Yeah, like, I mean, because uh, I guess Grant was a decent enough, like, rim protector. And, like, in the playoffs, he had some, I mean, not like. Uh, elite, but what, what Nuggets are used to, yeah. uh, you know, with Jokic and and, and uh, uh, Millsap. But I, I th- yeah, I guess like I, th- I have to say down, and I don't know like who can who can step up there. Like maybe I guess maybe not not down. I'll go up because I, I can I see I saw some highlights from if Whittington plays like he's he's he can uh, he can jump like MPJ. I think he can if he can cover and learn to defensively like he might. Uh, you know, be on the help side defense, and he, you know, he's athletic. If ball comes in, you know, we start running some zone and stuff. Like, you know, obviously he can he can increase your average yeah, that's uh, really quickly on like a few games. So, 
I think that's the like, swing factor, Voya. Yeah. His bowl. Yeah. I Malone mentioned mm. being creative with finding ways to get him in there as the back line. Like I also think this guy, like positionally as a defender, as a big, has a lot of flaws in his game. But in terms of actually swatting shots and protecting the rim, like the seven two dude helps for sure. <laughs> yeah. so See, I, I, I believe somebody on. has this comment here that he's gonna be a top five shot blocker per forty eight minutes. And I agree. Oh, I just yeah. <laughs> I think he might only play four minutes, so it's <laughs> gonna be two eight minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um I, I happen to agree with Voya. I think it's down. I think that's what you said, Voya. <laughs> I, I, I kind of flipped. Like I, I, I originally said down, but I mean, I kind of convinced myself with Bolin. <laughs> so I think it's going to be down, but our next one is perimeter defense. And this is where I think it's going to be. I think perimeter defense is going to be up. Other than the small forward position, there's like one glaring. But I think it, I think it, like the guard spots, it'll be up. And so maybe that'll, that'll be where it balances out. Now, here's where I'm going to go first on this one. Because... The thing that surprised me the most about Faku, and remember, I don't know much about this guy. I mean, I'm still, I'm still learning very, very much. But people, I hear more people rave about his defense than his offense. Like his offense is what you make the highlight reel, and it's funny because everybody talks about how small he is, and that's true. Like he's not going to be able to contest shots, and you know, there's going to be guys that can catch it on the elbow and turn and shoot over him, and it's just you're, that's going to be a pain. But I hear that he is a Marcus Smart esque level of gritty Good defender. Boy, Vigorously yeah. agreeing in the it, corner. The, he is just like always up in everybody's business. And even in camp, this is what I'm hearing, that he's just is so disruptive. Of, isn't that the word Malone used? Disruptive? Yeah. Correct. It, yep. That he's just so like good at hounding everybody and changing the things that you have to do that I think that he could make an impact on in that way. It might give it up on just his height part, but to me, the perimeter defense, I think, is going to be up. P.J. Dozier, uh, you know, at the wing, you're going to have just more guards that can move. I, I think it's going to be up here. What do you think, Vote? Strictly perimeter D, right? Are we talking Perimeter about? defense, yep. Perimeter defense is up, I think. So I'm also, you know, much can be made about what went into or what comprised Jamal's leap and, and mm-hmm. why that was, especially the shooting numbers. But every Nuggets fan will tell you that the leap consisted of more than, than shooting. Um, and I think a big part of that is that dude seemed like he really f- took it upon himself to make a winning impact defensively. So yeah. I, I think for all the reasons you mentioned, perimeter defense was up. Of course, team defense as a whole, it's another story. What do you think, Wynn? Boya has something to say, so I'm going to make him wait. <laughs> there, there's one very specific type of player that the Nuggets will not be able to defend this, this season. Right, and yeah, unfortunately, right. it's... Uh, a guy that they're probably going to see in the playoffs, multiple right. guys, multiple um, guys, yeah. But perimeter defense from from the two guard spots, yeah, it's up. Uh, the Composto factor, the PJ Dozier factor. I, I think PJ Dozier is going to play. I, uh, everybody's like kind of uncertain about what his role is going to be. I think he's going to be in the rotation. If you um, take Barton out of the rotation, then boom. Com- then to me, PJ Dozier is immediately into it at small forward, backup small forward. But he's into it, and I love it. Can yeah. you imagine Composto, Monte, and, and Dozier? Love that. Right. That's a fun right. trio, man. Right. I think he could even play if Barton is playing some minutes. But um, yeah, I I think it's up. Camposo, he's he's such an aggressive defender. He just like doesn't give a shit. He'll full yeah. court press you. He'll try to get under your skin. He'll he'll try to piss you off on defense and like make you do something stupid and turn the ball over. I, I am concerned about just his height at five eleven. How that translates into like a playoff environment. But that's an, another story for another day. Yeah. It's, dude, it's like everyone wanted to try to get a Patrick Beverly type, not that guy, but a type right, right, right. maybe yep. in Denver. It's kind of weird that it's sounding like Capazzo might be that guy. I the hope he is. The addition of the offseason. Yeah. All right, Voya, are we wrong? No, he's annoying as hell. Like it's, I mean, <laughs> in a good way. Like he's a pest. Like watching him play, like, it's that it's that style. You want that dude because uh, I think he can bust through screens. Like you know, because he can get up that close to the player. And be disciplined, and then get through pick and rolls. You know, even easier than you know. He's not going to get stuck on screens. I think he gets to a point, and even I guess like you know, playoffs are we can debate on that of you know with the height and everything. But for the regular season, he's going to annoy people that are not going to even want to like a lot of guys. Are gonna be like, come on, I don't want to play this. And so they're just going right. to pass the ball like, out. It's March, dude. Chill out. <laughs> chill out. And he's not going to do it because that's not his. That's not his style. And and he's. He, I think he's a. He's a you know, a, a fire bug out there. Like he can trash talk and, and fire like he bug. can be, uh, he can be that guy. So I, and I, I mean, you know, he's, I think that that style of like play, you know, for the second unit suits. Cause he can, I think he can get the energy up too, which is like 
with a few plays and then a fist bump. And I think when you saw that, you know, Sambor shuffle last three that you guys were showing around and how he went. Yeah, back, I don't like, even know what you want to and, call it. But and, and he was fist bumping. He was like yelling at himself and like, you know, yelling in ether. Like that's what like Denver needs. Like you guys have been talking about for a while now, how we don't have like everyone's kind of quiet. Like you have, we imagine him and Jamal just like going nuts and, you know, uh, with with the attitude. So, like, I would love to, love to see that. So, our Argentinian people watching this, you guys need to start reaching out to us and talk to us. We've got, become yeah. so intimately acquainted with our Serbian, you know, fan base and learned so much about it. Next up is Argentina because one of the things I keep hearing is that this is what I love about, like, World Cup soccer, and I guess I like it about World Cup basketball, is every country seems to take on its identity and, and has its, like, style. And the Argentinian identity is this, like, fiery you know, yeah. as I guess how you would say, like feisty, you know, like tough the creativity as well, because obviously you get the Ginobili's, you get the Scolas, yeah. you get you could composite, but you also get this like this just like ultra competitiveness, toughness and like mm-hmm. um, aggravating, I guess it would be, yeah. would be like a way to describe them. And so and what's funny about this to me is. I've never seen Michael Malone. Actually, it's not true. I've seen Michael Malone play basketball in like little clips, right? When he scrimmages with the Nuggets, but I haven't seen him in his prime play basketball. <laughs> but I have a feeling I know what kind of player he was. I'm <laughs> guessing he was—he's small. I'm guessing he was an undersized point guard who was an absolute pain in the ass defensively. And what did you call a firebug? I think he yeah. was—I think Michael Malone was probably a firebug yeah. defensively. So I wonder if this is part of the thing he likes about Faku as he watches him play. He's like, "Yeah, that's how you do it. You just annoy yeah. him. You just—you <laughs> just bite their ankles the whole time here." Oh, yeah. You. <laughs> uh, and that's how you get them all right let's close this show out today guys uh or do we have one more oh transition we should ask about transition stonk up we'll go quickly here boy transition up 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 me too like, i think this yeah. this one's way up because of faku uh yeah faku and i think like if you you get monte pj like all these guys like obviously mpj like you can jack up the three in transition so uh, yeah and you sure can try to do a lot of that so yeah he'll do, do it have too. Runners. Don't have to ask yeah yeah we have runners too so yeah yeah, I think that's going to be one of the big changes we see with this team. They're they're going to play faster. They're going to look to get the ball up the floor quicker. Uh, Camposo definitely helps with that. Yeah, vote. Uh, I would agree. Although step one to getting into transition is going to be getting stops, <laughs> but um, they have the personnel to run. I think in yeah. ways they didn't years past. I think uh, I would, stop, uh, stops and rebounding. So these that's why I say well. they all kind of yep. play off yep. each yep. other. But we have Jokic though. Like you know, how many times do you like pass ball in transition when he, when we got to when when we conceded a basket? So I can see that also not being <laughs> that big of a factor. So. Yeah, she's like, screw it. This is transition. Just, yeah, yeah. All right. To end the show, guys, we have it's in the headline, and we talked about Monte Morris, but we've kind of joked. Gary Harris was Mr. Nugget. That was kind of a nickname for him. But then we started to think, well, Monte feels like Mr. Nugget. This, we don't have to describe what that means because I feel like it's almost inherent. It's not always your best player. It's just something that, you know, they become Mr. Nugget. You know it when you see it. You know it when you see it. You know it when you see it. Um, I think pretty definitively Monte Morris, with this extension, is now Mr. Nugget 2021. I think, uh, to me, it seems like an open-shut case. Vote, am I wrong? Is there anybody else in contention? All right, the only pushback is that you could argue it's Gary's until he leaves, and also the mayor nickname is getting over quite nicely for Monte. So I have a nice backup, so that's fine. But I do think, though, in the spirit of this title, as we've described it and coined it, Monte's that guy. Yeah. What do you think, he's Quinn? Mr. Nugget. He's Mr. Nugget and he's the mayor. When you're mayor, you are inherently Mr. Nugget. <laughs> so he's both. It's I love it because nickname- Monte has like seven nicknames, so we might as well give him two more. Why not? Uh, Voya, what do you what? think? Yeah, Mr. Nugget. Was, I, I just thought that the mayor was, was Hoiberg in, in Iowa it, State, but I guess Monte can be the president he's the mayor or whatever. Of he's the mayor, he's mayor of Chopper Circle. Chopper Circle. Uh, Chopper Circle. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, the, I, I agree there too, especially with, with how you guys say with with Harry not being like that responsive to the media, like and, not, and you know, and Monte's vocal and all over Instagram and all over like right. young guys getting reincorporated. That's that's the guy that you want as a face of your team, and he's isn't he like the NFL PA, uh, NBA PA representative yeah. too? Like he's the rep. He's right. the player rep. Damn, Voya. Dropping facts. Jeez. Wind, Wind what, did you have something else? I felt like I cut you off there. No, when you guys were just talking about the mayor nickname, um, when I was in college at CU, Spencer Dinwiddie was the mayor of Boulder. Oh, that's right. like, that, that was his nickname. And you just kind of get the same feel with Monte, man. He loves the city. He loves the organization. He lo- loves the culture. He sets the culture. And uh, nice. I, I just see a lot of parallels there. 
I'm excited he's locked up. I'm excited he's part of this run. Remember last year he said the this year going to be special, and it was. 2-3-1 comebacks, Western Conference Finals run. I felt like if they would have lost him this year, I just would have been so much less confident and optimistic. Um, so the fact that he's around, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, just a quick, I have to answer some of the some of the guys in the chat from before. That is a Celtics jersey, but also it, it was a gift from my friends, from my ex-teammates. They all signed it as like a memory, like a memento. So it's a Garnett jersey, but obviously that, I'm not getting that. That doesn't Dude, matter for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should I'm hang sorry. that up I'm in sorry. like a closet or something, man. That would be, that would look really <laughs> wow. good in a dresser oh or God. something. <laughs> nobody no, I, mean, I can bully anybody that comes on the show nobody is free from Adam's bullying if you get on this I show. guess that's why we have so much trouble booking guests just <laughs> feel welcome now I'm, I'm one of the guys Voya thanks so much for doing this with us yeah, man of course thank you for reminding me man. Uh, everybody else we'll see you don't, don't forget hit the like button hit the subscribe button and we'll be back smash tomorrow smash the like button scrimmage day tomorrow guys scrimmage day Before we get out of here, I want to remind you guys, if you're new to Colorado, maybe you're looking to switch up where you're getting your teeth cleaned and checked out, check out Green Mountain Dental Group. They're located 15 minutes from downtown Denver. A lot of us here at DNVR go to Green Mountain Dental Group, and we all love our experience there. Uh, They're great people. They actually care about you as a person, and they're great at what they do. You can also get a free Sonicare toothbrush from them when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, an awesome electric toothbrush that's going to last you a really long time and probably lead to not as many visits to the dentist in the long run. So check them out today. Green Mountain Dental Group. You will get a free Sonic Ear toothbrush from them when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam.